All right. You didn't hit the button yet, did you? I had to look at the human tail. You are such a fucking liar. <laughs> Dude, ten, 10 minutes of that will be gone. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Usually, usually I cut it out right like right before um, you do that. I just pop the molly. Because I think it's a really funny way to introduce it. That's why I always I always do that. You know, that's, that's my pre-fight. That's my pre-fight. My pre-show fucking thing. It is. So, yeah, we're, we're ready. Already. We're ready yeah. to roll in three. And uh. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Thank you for tuning in. This is CS101. The CS stands for Combat Sports, the 101, because we bring you and only you and our other many hundreds of listeners, hopefully turning into thousands soon. The newest, the best, the best insight that we can on all things combat sports. We're talking MMA. We're talking boxing. We're talking Muay Thai. We are talking kickboxing. We are talking high-level grappling and everything in between. I am your co-host, the Rhino. Yeah. And Jeff is here with me in the studio. We are on a, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in downtown Adrian, Michigan. It's too hot. It is. It's warm. It's I wouldn't say it's too hot. It's, it, dude, it's supposed to be like 60 degrees out. Well, yeah, for this time of year, it's supposed to be, but we're just, we're not getting any relief from these mid 80 days, but at least there's a breeze. At least there's a little bit of cloud cover. So not too bad all around down here in Adrian. So we have a lot to cover, Jeff. We had the UFC Mexico City last night, UFC Fight Night with Rodriguez versus um, Little Heathen Stevens. We had Peter Quillen versus Alfredo Angulo in PBC Boxing. We had Lion Fights. Um, and then we also have some stuff to look forward to for next weekend. So why don't we go ahead and dive right in? Sorry, I was watching this video of Yair Rodriguez freaking the fuck out on Michael Bisping. Well, Michael like, kept his hand on him even after, so Michael ain't scared of shit. He's like, I don't care that you yelled at me. I don't care that you're mad. I'm going to keep my hand on you because I'm going to get this post-fight interview. That's a, that's a pro right there, boys. Yeah, that's right. So uh, uh, <coughs> I'll discuss Max. Well, we're going to discuss the card. I'm going to discuss Mexico City as an actual venue in a second after all is said and done. Um, let's see. What fight do I want to start with? Fuck that fight. Fuck that fight. Match Goheo winning against the Jared Eubanks. Something I... It was a toss-up. I really didn't care. So Batch Goheo needs to learn how to celebrate. Because, dear God, did she look like a fish out of water? Do you know the face that people love to put on memes where it's the girl who does like the... Like she tries a white claw and then yeah. she goes through all those different emotions? Yep. There was a lot of that meme going around about Betch's celebration. Some people liked it. And then some people were like, eh. And then some people were like, oh, this is terrible. It's cringy. And then some people liked it. So I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of up in the air and I too. I don't like her particularly. So, and I'm not a big fan of Sajara Eubanks either. So it didn't really bother me what she wanted to do after she got a win. It's probably her last win she's ever going to get in the UFC. She snapped a three-fight losing streak, so good for her. Um, and yeah, Sajara's... But I don't know. I don't like both of them. So Yeah, I'm not a fan is. either. Um, but yeah, the next one, the best one, because it was the end of his UFC contract. I don't know if they're going to re-up him, but they better because he has the best name in the entire UFC roster and MMA the roster. The Paul Craig. Yeah. Coming down, giving a big knee, and finishing with a real naked choke. Yep. That's Dude, not that's not bad, right? That was not bad at all. He Thanks. has the best. The best nickname. It, it is an oh. amazing nickname. We're both huge Inglorious Bastards fans, which is why we like it so much. Yep. I hope other people who don't even know the movie, I hope they think it's cool too, because yep. he's a pretty cool dude. And, and he goes into, I mean, he goes and fucking bangs, dog. <laughs> Let me bang, fuck, bro. He goes and fucking bangs, dude. You gotta love somebody like that. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty quick um, pretty quick victory for him. It was in the first round. What's the, what's the kid's name that he fought? 
Uh, it was, oh, where the hell did it go? Martin, uh, oh, oh, that's why, because the UFC's page doesn't want to fucking. Oh, UFC, get your technicalities uh, together. Vinic, wait, Vinicius Morella? Vinicius Morella, yeah, whatever it is. That kid's bad, dude. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen him get murked like three or four times early, so I think we've seen the last of him in the old UFCA, also known as the UFC. Yeah. And shout out to Paul Craig. He was coming off a losing streak as well, and yeah. uh, or he, a loss anyway. He got starched by Alonzo Menafield. Right, which Menafield's a son bitch animal, so I totally yeah. understand. The guy's built like yeah. a truck. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul Craig deserved the win. He got it clean. Um, yeah, we, and who doesn't love hearing that guy talk? True. I mean, for fuck's sakes, it's like listening to Braveheart, but right, in exactly. real time, new day. So I, uh, I like that guy. His beard is exactly what I'm trying to grow right now. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. I've actually noticed, and for all viewers at home, I have started growing this out, and it's been like a week and a half, and I've noticed it's actually not bad. I think it looks fine. Yeah, There's but, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, that's like, it's like, I've had a bunch of people compliment me on it. They're like, wow, like, you can actually grow a beard. I'm like, I know, I'm hitting the quarter century mark this I'm week. I'm a man. I can, and I can finally fucking it's do it. Wednesday, right? Yep. 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 I, yeah, uh, I, I get, actually care. I get my ARP card in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty dick thing to say when your buddy over here is 15 years older than you. No, Motherfuck. He's, he's 15 years younger than me. Oh, that would be, well, that would be really weird because I'd be he's fucking more, 10. <laughs> he's, he's more, yeah, if I was hanging out with a 10 year old, that'd, that'd be, be real problem. fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> anyways, yeah. So Bear Jew gets the big win. Awesome, yep. awesome performance. Yep. And then the next fight uh, was we'll just go over this fight because it's a Rufus Sport affiliate of, of ours. And it makes sense. You know, it's big for the it's big for the flyweight it's division. Huge for the flyweight division is, is it was Tyson Nam versus Sergio Pettis. And uh, Sergio, again, he does this thing where I, I personally think where it, when he's in the limelight, he underperforms. Yeah. But if it's anything other than that, he looks phenomenal he looks spot on he he's crisp with his transitions he's obviously he's really crisp on the feet um and it showed last night he looked he looked really really well put together last night um game plan was solid ended up getting the unanimous decision against tyson nam who is you know he's a good fighter but it's one of those things where pettis it's just he can't get above that second tier for some reason. For the way I looked at it when I saw the fight was it was pretty uneventful. There was a lot of lulls in activity. I don't know if they were both trying to uh, be counter strikers in the fight, which when that happens, it really leads to if no one's going to lead the dance, it's going to lead to a boring fight. Right. Um, Sergio Pettis, I thought definitely his jab was the key to the fight. He landed significantly more shots. Nam kind of threw some wide wingers, didn't connect with much. Um, Sergio hit him with a few high kicks with very minimal power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, I think Sergio's activity was just a little bit more. It was a close fight, you know what I mean? But it was just a little bit more. He landed that jab significantly more than Nam. Um, and yeah, I thought Sergio deserved deserved the win. I know it was a decision, but uh, yeah, he again, he said something after the fight as far as the effect of he wants to continue to fight at flyweight, but he's not going to beat very many more guys if he's going to, you know... Um, produce like he did last night no. i don't know if that's part of the weight cut or not but i mean i feel like he's looked better physically and he's had a better output at 35 than he has at 25 i think so too i just think i think 35 is too too big for him yeah i do i just i'd hate to see him you know have five or six more fights and he goes 500 or less yeah and then he just becomes you know just a gatekeeper you know relegated to the prelims for the rest of his career because be. i think he's more talented than that i think he is too but that Sadly, might be what happens because I mean, you look at he's yawning. If you look at his size, I think he's what five, four? six or seven. Yeah, no, I, I think I think he's shorter than that. I thought he was five six, but because 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 his brother's five ten, and he's definitely taller than him. But I think he's five six. 
Find we're out. going to the tail of the tape. Find out. I don't know how tall he is. He might be five six. I think he's five six. But again, I, I could be wrong too. I'm not. I'm not sweating. Oh, there's there's a pause. I feel like I need to be talking. Just looking around. No, it's five six. Yeah, you're right. Okay. No, I was trying to. Figure, I was trying to do the math. I forgot what twelve times five was for a second. So. <laughs> well, my bad. All man. right. <laughs> My so, man. yeah, that was the Sergio Pettis Nam. I don't think the Nam kid is. They'll probably give him another shot. You know what I mean? They'll probably give him another fight on the prelim somehow, but he needs to bring it better if he's going to beat anybody in the UFC. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, go ahead. And Get right see. by the mic, buddy. I know. Shh. Uh, you sh- no, you louder. That's uh, what I want. <laughs> anyways. So, like a fly. I'm going to skip the Angela Lee. Uh, Angela Lee. Well, Angela Hill fight. Um, She won by... TKO. She threw a really nice elbow across above his cage and cut her opponent open, which caused the. Uh, she did. It was actually a really nice elbow. Caused the TKO. There was a couple of those last night, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um. So we'll skip that. But we're gonna go to the next one, which was like the beginning of the murder of the night, which was Kyle Nelson versus Marco Polo Reyes. Yeah. And boy, did Kyle Nelson deliver. <laughs> one of the very few spinning backfist knockouts you're ever gonna see. Yeah, and it, it was, is on the grandest stage of them all. Not only that, but it was it it hit it hit. Oh, hard. dude, it was right. gnarly. What about the follow up fucking hammer fist, bro? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that, Mister Essence? Yeah, I respect it. Do you do? <laughs> I, I respect it. Dude, my thing was is like if you if you go back and look at it, because Marco Polo threw a spinning back fist too. Yeah, it landed. But somehow Kyle just like he was at the right timing and his just like I thought it was gonna break his hand how fucking hard he hit him. Like it was like spot on and then yeah, he just kinda went for the kill. So, so yeah, so think? Reyes is on the ground, completely murked, dude, completely out. And fucking Nelson came over and gave him a huge hammer fist. It kind of was reminiscent of when Hendo threw the H-bomb on Bisbing and knocked him out. And Hendo used his whole body and dove, you know, punched Bisbing in the face when he was out. But this was the kid stood right over him, saw his eyes either shut or rolled back with his arms stretched zombie style and delivered a huge hammer fist to him. Completely unnecessary. I'm not going to fault the guy. He's in the moment, whatever. But I will say that it did seem like it was a little excessive to me. He clearly knocked a guy out. I know you go until the ref stops you. I know. But we've seen plenty of other instances where guys have clearly knocked the guy out and then walked away instead of landing something else, which they could have. So I hope he doesn't. You know, I think he was apologetic about it. I hope he doesn't get into a situation like that again because he's going to have some pretty upset fans at him if he does. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. It's like it was like that or the um, oh, what fight was it? Uh, the Nganu and Overeem fight, too. Yeah. When he would just went in, it's like, oh, I thought you should have known he was out. It's like, I'm supposed to stop when the ref stops. It's like, oh, so sure. you, you want a first degree murder charge. That's what <laughs> you want. That's okay. All right, we're doing it then. We're in it for it. So, um, and then the main prelim of the night was uh, Jose Quinones versus Carlos Houchin. Uh, I did not see this I one. I did not see it either. So, um, it's next. <laughs> next. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to skip a few. I, and I primarily want to skip this because there's a lot more that we can talk about on this card. So we're just going to skip the little names and we're going to get to the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The controversies. There we go. Sure. Um, next one would have been Brandon Moreno and Asker Askarov. Yes. Which ended in a majority draw. And looking back at the fight, Brandon Moreno should have probably won that fight. I had Brandon Moreno because I did watch this whole fight. I had Brandon Moreno winning rounds two and rounds three. Yep. So I had Brandon Moreno winning. Uh, it, again, razor closed. Tough, tough, tough fight for both of them. Um, 
But we we talked about it on the last week's show, dude. Like I'm a huge Brandon Moreno fan. I love his attitude. I love his go get it. I love his you know his toughness, and I just love his attitude. I really really like the kid. And I again, I thought he did enough in the second and the third. I gave the other guy the first round. Yeah. But I, I thought Moreno did enough in the second and the third to get the win. But you know, judges are judges, and you know things are always. Uh, nothing, nothing's ever easy, right? Nothing's ever smooth. Nothing's ever what everybody agrees upon. So it is what it is. Yeah, some things can be very skewed. Yeah, and by skewed, I mean rigged. <laughs> but honestly, it's not even rigged because if it was rigged, he easily would have won that fight. So because they're in his home, like his home, his home country. Yep. Yeah, I almost said state for some reason. I don't know why. Mexico ain't a state. That's that's true. It is not. It is, it is a country. I'm in a mood right now. So. As you can tell, I'm in a weird mood. It's a good mood, but it's a weird mood. Oh, boy. Yeah. I love when you have those right at this time of day on Sundays when we record. That's right. <laughs> and then, lucky us! The next fight, eh, it is lucky us. <clears throat> lucky to grace everyone with our presence. Oh, no. Uh, that's just his opinion. I'm just so appreciative of everybody tuning in. The yin to the yang. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, <laughs> uh, the next fight. This one was also a really weird fight at the end. Uh, because Alexa, Carla Esparza and Alexa Grasso. I had Alexa Grasso. I wanted her to win. I thought Alexa Grasso was for sure going to win. She should have won. You got to give Cookie Monster credit, dude. That arm bar was ridiculously deep, and her arm went back the complete other direction. She's got to have either rubber as for bones. Or double jointed. Or, or double jointed, or she really got hurt and just took it. You know what yep. I mean? Or she got ligaments popped and things torn all up, and she just took the pain and got out of it. So... You know, yeah. shows a lot of toughness. Yeah, dude. Other than that, Carla Esparza actually looked pretty good. <laughs> the majority of the fight, sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. And uh, <laughs> his face was really funny when he did um, it, too. He looked like a fucking anaconda unhinging his jaw to eat, like, eat a buffalo. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. He had to unhinge that jaw. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Carla Esparza actually looked really good. Other than that, um, again, I, I had Alexa Grasso winning. I thought she was the younger, hungrier fighter, but good for... Um, Good for Cookie Monster, good, you good know what I mean. Cookie and Monster. there was a funny thing she did. She didn't do a lot of damage. She did a lot of wrestling, a lot of control and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the that was funny that you know Adam Hunter, who does, who's a really funny comedian and the, does the MMA roasted stuff. He was like the judges for her fight specifically were uh, Ben Asker and Jordan Burroughs and you know what I mean, like Gene LaBelle or something like that. Like just all wrestlers. So uh, again, I don't I don't think either one of them really gained a bunch of stock except for maybe Cookie Monster's toughness being put on display because that's always kind of been called in the question you know what i mean yeah. um from the time that when she fought do you remember when she fought joanna yep and she first of all she looked terrified and then she couldn't do anything on the feed dude she threw some terrible shots at her she tried some doubles and it just didn't look good she looked completely outmatched and this is i'm not calling alexa grasso the next coming of joanna she's not but you did have another more kind of dynamic striker and that she was going against and she really seems to have at least improved her in cage uh, wherewithal you know what i'm talking about like yeah. not being scared not being overwhelmed by the moment she really seemed to be she was in a terrible situation and she didn't panic and she worked her way out of it so that's definitely impressive but again i don't think either of their stock really really raises or really really lowers off of that fight no it doesn't really but i will oh, say that was my knee that popped there that's that sounded, good that sounded good it felt really but good actually. i will say what did raise <sighs> stock was the main event raise stock yeah you know why why because shit hits the fan shit did hit the fan and not only that but i I think it raises it to the point now where 
Yair actually is talking shit about Jeremy Stevens now. Yeah. Saying he faked it. Yeah. And it's funny because he didn't because he went to the fucking eye doctor and he literally, um, they have him like bandaged up right now. Yeah. I saw his little thing where he was wearing his sunglasses with the big bandage on his face. Yeah. So, and uh, as much as, I mean, I've never disliked Jeremy Stevens. I know he is a, he can be a POS to certain people. Like he said some stuff on like Instagram and Twitter. To, you see the thing about the kid with the dead dad? Did you see that? I laughed at that, honestly. <laughs> Jesus, Tessens. I did not laugh. I felt it was fucking terrible. Uh, the quick version is this. I some wanna, kid, I'll get it. I some wanna, kid I'll, said something. Well, I'll, I'll paraphrase it, and then you can put the real one on. Uh, some kid said something about how Jeremy sucked or was ugly or whatever the case. Some kid. And then in his bio, obviously, he has his rest in peace dad or something like that. And Jeremy Stevens felt the need to say, if I ever saw you, I'd fuck you up and bury you next to your dad. Like, dude, there are levels. We've talked about this. There are levels there to trash talk. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, fucking. Jeremy Stevens lost to a wash up Jose Aldo. Make me puke more. <laughs> and then he tweeted, uh, he added the kid. And he goes, keep watching fanboy and keep talking. I'll bury you next to your dad, bitch. And then in the, in the, in the kid's thing, it says RIP to his dad. And now here's the thing. I said, I laughed. I do have a weird sense of humor and it's not funny. It's dark. It's dark. But here's the thing. If <laughs> like a kid came to me that I had no idea who the fuck it was and started bashing me, I would just, like I've talked about this with like my other friends many a times. Like I'm, I will destroy myself before you before you can, and then I am just gonna tear you apart verbally. And that's what Jeremy Stevens did. Now this kid was like twelve, and that's what makes it worse. But like, so he's not a good person. We'll say what it is. He's not a good person. But um. He's fought. He's a tough son of a bitch. Oh, there's nobody that can dispute that. The guy has fought everybody that they put in front of him like, in that division. His last three, um, what was it? He had Josh Z- Emmett, Zabi, and um, what was the other one? What's oh, it? Jose. Yeah, although. Yeah, so he's fought in the who's who's, and people. Yeah, are he like, has fought them. And yeah, he's fought on them. And uh, yep, he fought them. You're right. Yeah, fought them. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and. He he's never backed down. So the fact that they say like that, yeah, you're trying to say like he wanted to opt out of the fight. It happened in 15 seconds. Yeah, dude, give me a break, dude. He wouldn't go all the way to Mexico, train for nine weeks or whatever it was down there. Get himself together to where he was ready for a fucking scrap. This guy, this guy has been in with everybody, and he's had wars, dude. He is not afraid of you, Yair Rodriguez. I, I'm a fan. Of, I was. I'm going to say that I was a fan of Yair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I liked. Uh, El Pantera in there. I liked his dynamic movement. I liked his striking. I, I, I mean, he seemed like a nice kid. You know what I mean? I saw him on some interviews. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I like this kid's personality. I'm, I'm with this kid. And the way he acted last night was fucking ridiculous. It was. Jeremy Stevens would never opt out of a fucking fight. He clearly got poked in the eye. It's nobody else. I mean, of course, there's going to be people, keyboard warriors, who are like, oh, he faked it or he fucking wanted out or whatever the fuck. And I guarantee you, 99.9% of you have never stepped in a cage or a ring. That's first off. Second off, Yair really made himself look bad, and he lost a lot of fans. I saw the commentary last night, dude. I saw the people being like, dude, I was a big Yair fan, and now I'm not. And I fall into that category, Jeff. I really do. I am really really disappointed in how he responded to the incident like yeah it sucks but you don't hop on the other side of the cage and put your arms up like you're the fucking man you yeah. know what i mean because you poke somebody in the eye give me a break mm-hmm. not only that but like yeah it was just the way he went about it he threw like a temper tantrum like dude go back and watch the replay you clearly poked him in the eye right like you had your hand wide the hell open and now that comes back excuse me um you're excused thanks um you're welcome 
fucking pigs. But anyways, uh, it comes back to the whole thing. Like, obviously, he, Jeremy Stevens <laughs> wants to run it back because that yeah. never happened. And I, I agree with that 100%. Same. Now, here's my thing. I think Mexico's, I think Mexico City itself, or Mexico in general, lost virtually all rights to host another fucking event. In my mind. The behavior post-fight was deplorable. I don't use that word very often, but it's fucking adequate for this situation. It reminded me, remember, remember the malice in the palace? Oh, the greatest brawl of them all. So do you, you remember like when they're ushering people out, like especially Ron Artest, the incredible volume of bottles and cans and popcorn and whatever the fuck else they get their hands on was being doused on these guys, right? Yep. It was very similar situation. That's what it reminded me of last night when they had to security had to wrap themselves around Jeremy. Everyone's ducking for cover and going in. So yeah, the fans, I'm sorry you didn't get the main event. You'd had what? 10 fights prior to that or 12, whatever the fuck it was. And you, you react that way, dude, that was ridiculous. That was totally out of hand. Yeah, you're right. I think they may have screwed themselves out of hosting another UFC. Yep. And and it's not like, I I, I just don't understand why you would throw shit like that. Like, does that make you feel better? Yeah. Is that going to get them to fight again? You know what I mean? No, it's, it's not going to do anything for you. And I will say though, it's pretty funny. I was talking about the battles in the palace yesterday greatest brawl in the history of sports it was the most insane there's no question no, about it was well, the, it was the greatest because fans got involved and fans started swinging yeah yeah that definitely happened um do you do you remember i don't know you're a lot younger do you remember riddick bow and andrew golada i remember hearing about it so andrew golada was this big dude from chicago i believe he was of polish descent he had a big polish following and um he fought riddick bow and he low blowed riddick bow bad a bunch of times there was a huge post-fight brawl in the stands um jim lampley longtime commentator uh for espn not espn but uh for hbo sports was you know gave his two pieces afterward you know what i mean gave his piece yeah. and then he's like oh and by the way i've got a teenage daughter in here somewhere i need to go find her so he stopped the you know he stopped the post-fight interview or stopped the post-fight you know thing he was talking about and had to go find his fucking daughter i mean lou duva who was a longtime very famous manager uh he had to get carried out on a stretcher because he got trampled like it was yeah. just a madhouse dude so it, it wasn't to that extent, thankfully. But I did respect that Brian Ortega tweeted, anything that I got hit with, I fucking picked it up and threw it back in the direction it came in because T-City ain't fucking scared. Nope. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think people realize that, too. It's like, you accidentally hit, like, him, Henry Cejudo, or my bad, not even those two. You hit Masvidal. You hit Game Bread. Oh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's gonna throw at you. A Cuban in the middle of Mexico, he wasn't scared of nothing. Nope. Dude, Coming such, out like Pancho Villa, looking amazing. He's such a fucking, like, he's an all-star now. I love him he's an so much. He's getting the recognition he deserves, and I fucking love it. Well, you know, it is the right time for him to be recognized now because, yeah, he's been in it forever. He's been a pro for like 16 years. But, again, he's he's never rattled off like a giant streak of huge wins. Yeah, he, he's had those split decision losses. Right. And like that, like he, he stated that on ESPN. He's like, he's like, you look back at my record. He's like, you know, I do have like losses on there. He's like, you look at the losses though. He's like, all of them are pretty controversial. He's like, except for maybe two or three. Yeah. And he's like, they're always split decision. He's like, it's cause I go in there and I don't, he's like, I never used to have like actual game plans going in. He's like, I just went in the fucking fight. Right. And now him having a game plan, it's been working out for him so far. So. 
we all mature at different rates and he has matured inside the cage. Um, he has confidence has never been higher. No. Then you could tell, you know what I mean? You yeah. can tell when he walks in, he's like, I'm the fucking man mm-hmm. and I'm going to fuck it. I don't care who they put across from me. It's on and it's on winning. So yeah, game bread wasn't scared being in the, in the midst of all the chaos. And probably that would be the person you'd want to be next to. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like not the six, six, 350 pound security guards who are running around. I want to be next to game bread. So if we got to scrap our way to the back, we going to do it. Yeah, everyone's throwing the sodas. I forgot the three piece. So. Oh, because he's got that on lock, doesn't yeah, he? He got that. He got that good good on. Lock. <laughs> he got that good good. Got that good good on lock. <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, yeah, UFC match. Yeah, no. Um, I give it. C minus. That's funny. That's exactly what I was gonna say too. I was C gonna minus. say I was gonna give it a C minus. I was gonna get a straight seventy percent mm-hmm. C minus of a card. Nothing spectacular. Not a lot on the card. There was only, if I recall reading this correctly, there was only one fight where there were where both people were ranked, mm-hmm. and that was Grasso and Cookie Monster. I don't think there was two other ranked fighters that were fighting each other no. in the entire card. A, no, because Tyson Nam wasn't ranked. No. No. no, I think I'm almost sure that's what it said. It was huh. that they were the only two that were ranked fighting each other. So again, well, I, you can't. And except for Jeremy Stevens and uh, yeah, you're right. But I'm saying but yeah, yeah. On the, besides the main event. Yeah. So it, again, it wasn't it wasn't a very good card. It, you know, it had a few good highlights in it. Obviously, the spinning back this was fucking amazing, and we loved it. <clears throat> but overall, yeah, I give it definitely a C minus. So I'm right there with you on yep. that. It, it almost would have been a D, but I I'm excluding the fans out of it. The fans almost ruined that whole card for it. So. Um, you guys also stick with the C because you had the bear Jew on the card. So. Oh God, Paul Craig. Wait, you know, one day, Jeff, we're going to get Paul Craig on the air and I'm just going to talk to him just like this. And he's going to think he's talking to a countryman. Let us as he know I'm and, not until, until he realizes that you're just doing it to do it. And he's like, I can't, I'm not going to do the accent. I can't do the accent, but he's going to say, fuck you. And that accent, he's going to come triangle me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, like, bring it on bear Jew. I'm ready for you. <laughs> Oh, God, you know why they call him the Bear Jew? I don't. I don't know why he took that nickname, but it's badass. I was doing the Inglorious Bastards thing right there. Oh, you're reading Aldo, Aldo, the the, the Al- Apache? Aldo, or, or Aldo. Aldo, the Apache. Aldo. Yeah. You can tell we're MMA guys. Aldo. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had a great video about cringy, too, by the way, that he put out. I won't lie. Sterling Silver was actually a pretty good comeback, though. Yeah, that was pretty good. From Sahudo, yeah. I, I doubt he did it. He probably someone wrote it for him and gave it to him. But, Ali yeah. probably wrote it. Also, by the way, can we all like? I hate Ali Abdelaziz, and I don't hate him. He treats his fighters perfect. Like no one out of like he knows what to get his fighters. Sure, I'll, I'll say that he's good at his job. But the fact that he's saying Tony doesn't deserve a shot, bitch move. Dude, not not only that, but it it's a bitch move on his part because who who has come out and stated Tony deserves it? Habib has. Multiple times, he's like Tony. Tony's next. Tony deserves shot. He he's been deserving. Yeah. So why is it that fucking Habib's manager is saying he doesn't deserve it? I think it's because Ali's scared that that's like the one person that, that Tony could beat his guy, his yeah. golden goose. Of course it is. That's the there's no other explanation for yeah. that. But like that's the thing that blows my mind is like even people on Twitter are like, dude, your guy that you manage is saying Tony's the only person that makes right. sense. Why are you saying it doesn't? And he used to be friends with Tony. I think he's trying to, again, I think he thinks in his mind that he could somehow finagle the GSP fight, 
do and it that after. would be three times. Well, of course, do it yeah, after. But that's I'm, what, saying, that's what I'm saying, yeah, they're, 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 that would be three times the money or more, and yeah. all this. Dude, you can't skip Tony. Yeah. The whole the, we will not let you get away with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Not only that, but okay, you want the GSP? You know what makes the GSP fight bigger? If you beat Tony, hundred percent. Because if you beat Tony, you're the best lightweight ever. ever. Without question. Like right now, and, and uh, I think it was somebody that uh, that said it. They're like, "Oh, uh, it was that Brandon kid." He's like, is GSP uh, the best, not GSP, wow, is Habib the best lightweight ever? It's like, you know, it's really difficult to state that when you also have a person in the same weight class at the same time right now that is also on a 12-fight winning streak. That's in the conversation of greatest lightweight of all yeah. time, right? So, you like, know, so yeah. Like two, the two people have, because if, <laughs> if Tony wins, Tony's one of, if not the best lightweight ever. He's definitely in the conversation. Exactly. There, that, there's no way around it, dude. And if you beat somebody who's 27-0, and 0, who's been as dominant as Habib is, the fact that 28. you- my excuse me you're good 28 no i got you dog i don't want i don't want these i don't want these hooligans listening to our podcast saying that we don't know our shit (laughs) tony ferguson by all accounts by everybody 99.9 percent of twitter mma twitter uh regular mma fans of casuals and hardcores alike it's Tony Ferguson, Ali. I'm sorry that you have a different opinion, but you are a drop in the bucket against an ocean of people who feel the other way. Yeah, it's Tony Ferguson or get the fuck out. For real. Well, it was Tony was one of that. Well, what is it? Tony or we riot? Yeah, Tony or we riot. <laughs> Dude, honestly, it might happen. Which is too. funny. Might happen because yeah, Tony's just like that like, Area 51 did. Yeah, dude. Did you see that thing about uh that meme about Area 51? It was like the which one? I saw several. It was the U.S. talking to Europe. It's like the U.S. Hey, listen, what? We'll, uh, we'll raid Area 51. You guys raid the Vatican. We got the aliens. You get the breaders. <laughs> oh gosh, no! I did not see that one at all. Dude, that Holy kid, dude, smokes! It fucking killed me. That would be that's right up your alley as far as a good joke. You're right. That's, that's a great. That's a great joke. That's a. We'll that's the, an essence approved joke we'll, we'll for get, sure. We'll get the aliens. You get the predators. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Shit. Well, moving on from the UFC card last night and all of its controversy, uh, there was a really good boxing match last night with um, Alfredo Angulo fighting Peter Kid Chocolate Quillen. Uh, Alfredo is is a longtime big puncher in the middleweight division. They fought on Fox Sports One last night. I believe they were in Bakersfield, California, because I recall them saying. That one of my favorite bands of my youth corn is from Bakersfield, California. So I think I made the connection as I was watching it. Um, I, a lot of people, myself included, had we thought Peter Quillen was going to win. He is a, I, he, it doesn't matter that he's 36, dude. He's still very fast. He's still very strong. He's tall for the division. He hits well. He's a good boxer or puncher. He's pretty much one of the more versatile middleweights in the world. And he's fighting Angulo. Angulo's been around a long time and he is a very heavy puncher, but he's also kind of wild and he also gasps himself out quite a bit so i really was thinking that peter quillen was going to win by decision i believe that's what i had <coughs> excuse me i believe that's what i said prior to i thought quillen was going to win by, defi- by decision believe so as well so the they go out last night and first two rounds quillen was kind of doing his thing kind of sticking and moving and gulo was kind of plotting and coming forward and then the third round happened and quillen got hurt a little was going uh, kind of going back into the ropes, and Angulo just kept stalking him, kind of got him in that middle of that corner of the ropes, hit him with a beautiful two, really rocked his shit. He stayed on his feet, to his credit. But from that point on, it was fucking not the same Peter Kid Chocolate Quillen that we are used to. He never fully recovered from the overhand. Um, you know, he, he tried valiantly, and to, I'll give him his due, dude, to stick out another, you know, another, what would that be, nine more rounds mm-hmm. with a dude and, um, you know, be able to, get through it very very impressive however angulo was the 
big underdog in this fight, and he really fucking stepped up and did well. Again, I don't know what happened. You know, the middleweight division in boxing is so crazy. Well, that whole, even from like 47 to like 68, there's just so much going on. But I will say this. Alfredo Angulo is one of those guys who can lose to anybody in the middleweight division, but he can beat anybody, almost anybody in the middleweight division. So big kudos to you, Alfredo. I mean, that was a big, big, big win for you. I hope maybe they give you a couple more guys on that upper tier level, and then you could probably ride off into the sunset. Peter Quillen, again, being 36, coming off a loss to a guy he was really supposed to beat. Be real interesting what happens next. I see him probably sliding down to a either a mid-card guy or maybe main eventing again, like a random PBC fight night again, but against a, a lower caliber opponent than Alfredo. Yeah. Yep. And it's actually pretty funny. I don't know why that just reminded me about this, but there was a lot of fights this weekend, and there's a lot of shit happening next weekend. Yeah. So, because uh, that happened, um, <coughs> uh, it was PBC, correct? Correct. Yeah, and then uh, Lion Fights, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Um, and then the world, the wrestling world championships for this weekend, and there's not much to be said. I mean, there's a lot to be said, actually, because a lot of people think that there's corruption and um, all that shit. Because corruption of- in an international sporting event? My gosh, get out of here! Yeah, I know, right? Uh, especially for being in Kazakhstan. But uh, uh, the United States ended up placing third overall. Um, Kazakhstan placed second, which was odd flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> and then Rus- Russia just fucking did what they did. And the main ones that intrigued me were it's a uh, Jadane Cox who is a University of Missouri alumni. Uh, he was an All-American. I believe he also won Nationals, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know that right off the top of my head. But he's uh, 24, and the kid's an absolute stud. He wrestles in between. So the Olympic weights are 86 and 97 kilograms. But in world like elite-level senior wrestling, it's 86, 92, and 97. So um, he wrestles right in between. He's 92. That's his na- like better natural weight class, I guess. And he has not allowed a point scored on him in two years. Pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah, super fucking impressive. And so he won back-to-back gold for Worlds. Um, he qualifies for the Olympics, but since it's not an Olympic uh, weight class, he has to either go up or go down. And if he goes down, David Taylor, who was injured this year, he wasn't able to compete. But last year, he knocked off the two-time, uh, no, three-time world champion, I believe, Olympic gold medalist, uh, Hassan Yazdani from Iran. Absolutely worked him, teched him in like the second period. Um, so he'd have to either, you know, wrestle off against him or bump up in a weight class and wrestle Kyle Snyder, who at this point has been kind of on a downhill slope, which sucks. Cause he was like supposed to be, you know, Captain America. For How the fucked US. up is that dude for really being 22 or 23 years old and already you're already kind of like sliding down. Yeah. Well, cause, uh, yeah, 2017. Well, I mean, he won gold in 2016 at the Olympics, um, which was 97 kilograms. And then, uh, uh, Sajulayev, the guy who is at 97 kilograms now, was at 86. He won gold, whatever. And then uh, 2017, Sajulayev bumped up in weight class to uh, 97 kilograms, lost to Kyle Snyder. Kyle Snyder won gold at Worlds. Last year, he lost to Sajulayev. This year, he lost to um, Sharapov from... Uh, I can't... Actually, I have the, have the country up right now. Was it Kazakhstan? No, it was um oh my god, what the hell was his name? It, it was like it was Georgia uh Georgia or something like that. Let me see. Okay. Or like European Georgia, no, not not bad. University what, of Georgia. What, what country starts uh initials are A Z E? Azerbaijan. There you go. So yeah. 
That's who he lost to, uh, five to two, I believe. Fucking shout out to me for just fucking knowing that on the fucking and, uh, spot. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. But uh, he lost to him and ended up placing and winning bronze. But as you can tell, he went from gold to silver to bronze in three years. And I think he's still one of the best wrestlers in the nation, in the nation and in the world. But dog, Sajulayev, the kid from Russia that won gold, is there's a reason they call him the Russian tank. The, the, that he's not going to get beat. Like, I hate saying that. I, I don't hate saying that. Um, <laughs> because, again, I, I don't really care. R- Russian culture in the last couple of weeks has also fascinated me. Because yes, they're terrifying fucking people. But how good they are at wrestling. Like, the, the kid's a stud. Um, he ended up, like, tacking the kid from, insert whatever the rhino just said. the country Azerbaijan. Country. Yeah. Um, Famous for their melons, fun fact. Interesting. But uh, ended up tacking that guy. And uh, Abdul Rashid Sajulayev ended up placing and getting gold, which I was fine with, whatever. And then, like I said, Jadan Cox won gold. Kyle Dake won gold, which Kyle Dake uh, is the weight class above Jordan Burroughs because he's in that weight class right between uh, where I think it's 69 kilograms, 74, and then like 86 or some shit. Um, he's in that weight class right between David Taylor and Jordan Burroughs. And Jordan Burroughs had a controversial loss to uh, Sidik- uh, yeah, Sidikov from Russia. Because he had a late push out, which in freestyle, if you're able to push your opponent out like that, you get a point for it, which made Sidikov the first person to be the to be the only person to beat Jordan Burroughs twice. No one's ever beaten him twice. And Sidikov ended up winning gold in that weight class. Kyle Dake stated after he won gold that he was going to go down. Basically, he didn't like say that, but they asked him like, well, what weight class are you going to compete at for the Olympics? Because they had to you know do the trials and stuff. And he kind of looked at the camera and said, you already know. Because him and him and Jordan Burroughs, even though they're teammates, they have a pretty good rivalry between. Oh, the that's two. good. That's that's something for people to talk about in an otherwise sport that needs, at least in America, needs a push. Yep, and in you know, fans. And you know what I think? I think Kyle Dake runs him now. I love Jordan Burroughs with a passion. I mean, he's been wrestling for ten plus years, and he's still at the caliber that he's at is fucking impressive. But Kyle Dake is just he's just getting leaps and bounds better. Last year he didn't allow allow a point scored on him in the worlds. This year I think he only, he only allowed one point. So, again, super fucking impressive. High, high-level stuff. Yep, and then the rest of the whole, basically, the whole bottom half was just Russia. Just fucking doing what they So, did. clearly, the U.S. Um, didn't show out the way that we were all kind of hoping they would. They had a really good performance last year, and... Yeah, this they, year was just Russia's year. So yeah. get back to the drawing board, folks. Get your uh, get your get your protein in you. Get your mat time in. Get your ears more cauliflower e in the upcoming year. And let's get after those the, Russian guys and get some W's in the worlds next year. The funniest thing was they're like, "Damn, what kind of supplements is Russia taking again?" Oh, it's always about the supplements, isn't it? Right, the whole Icarus thing again. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's not that, dude. And I will say though. The kid, like the 65 kilogram, uh, like the 57, I believe it is, like the smaller weight classes, like one, like 25 to like 162. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, can those fucking people wrestle? Like, watching like the scrambles are absolutely like it's ludicrous. Were you gonna say riveting? Was that was that was that on your tongue just then? I was gonna say, um, no, that wasn't the word. I was, uh, what the hell was I gonna say? Uh, fuck. <laughs> I like when you Napoleon Dynamite, the. I honestly like ludicrous is the word I wanted to say, but I was gonna say a different word. It was not. It was I was gonna say riveting. riveting. It wasn't riveting. Ribbit. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, no, it was actually a really good weekend for wrestling. Wrestling. Um. Wrestling. 
Uh, again, not so that- yes, that was your Matt Minutes by the Essence, who is our guru of grappling, as yeah. I like to say. I just came up with that too, by the way. Thank you, grappling guru. The Essence went over the worlds. Um, also last night, which was very late at night, was Lion Fights, which everybody knows who listens to the show. My most favorite stand-up promotion that there is. Um, Lion Fights went on, which was which is the domestic Muay Thai. Um, I'm just going to go over the top three fights because it was a long card and it didn't start until two in the morning Eastern time. So I certainly didn't watch it. I did catch it on the DVR this morning. Um, the main event was the line fight world super lightweight title between Ramesh Habib and Sean Clancy. Uh, Ramesh really, really won this fight very handily. Uh, the Clancy kid, you, you give him his due. He tried, but he was clearly overmatched. Uh, Ramesh was beautiful with his leg kicks. He did a lot of body work. His He did those inside axe elbows or whatever, you know what I mean? Those uh-huh. stabbers which are just so impressive uh definitely definitely won that fight very easily so he is your lion fight super world super lightweight titleist then there was Ramesh Habib defeating Sean Clancy by unanimous decision this one was less exciting for me there was um a little bit more lows there was a lot of clinch work without a whole lot of knees it, it was it was still an impressive fight but uh the 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 title fight was really good and i really appreciated that but so once again ramesh habib defeated sean clancy by unanimous decision that was the co-main event and then the the one the one that I love the most, of course, at welterweight, my boy, Jake Peacock, Jake Peacock, who for those of you who know Nick Newell's story, Nick Newell was born with a half an arm, has continued his combat sports career, not letting it hold him back. Uh, Jake Peacock has a very similar situation. His actually arm is actually uh, stopped developing even before Nick's. It's before the elbow, um, but he does wear two gloves. Uh, so Jake Peacock, who is still undefeated in Muay Thai, he was, he's three and oh, he defeated Ryan Houston by knockout in round two, just 45 seconds in a round two, uh, Ryan Houston, I think might've been brought in at three and three to kind of be, you know, food essentially for Jake Peacock. He is, he is definitely someone, he's a good looking guy. He's a great Muay Thai practitioner. His kicks are savage. Uh, and he doesn't let that, you know, half an arm hinder him in any way. So he is so super impressive. It's a great story. Lion fights is just, I cannot stress enough what a fanboy I am for them. They are just so fun to watch. Even the fights that are, are kind of lackluster are still dope. You yeah. know what I mean? There's, it just never stops. The action is always there. Really, really great performance last night. Um, especially from Jake Peacock. So uh, I don't know when their next fight, I don't know when their next show is. It's usually there's usually a couple weeks or three weeks that have gaps in between. But here's my only here's my only concern. People of Lion Fights, please listen. When you don't put a show on until 2 a.m. Eastern time, you are losing the complete central and eastern half of the United States who want to watch it live. Let, let's find a little happy medium, right? You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe 10 o'clock, maybe even 11, I would go. But two in the morning is just way too late for any of us to stay up. So everyone's going to DVR it. So maybe just find a happy medium. You know what I'm saying, Essence? Yeah, go with like midnight. <clears throat> That's still pretty fucking late for the Rhino. But yes, thank goodness for DVRs. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He loves to fuck with me when he's out of reach. He love, love, loves it. I love the dramatic pauses. I haven't done one today, okay? Leave That's true. Alone. That was your first one. Leave me alone. No. <laughs> So, yeah, no, that was, uh... <laughs> so that was Lion Fights. Oh, before we get to this, real quick, just real, real, real quick. Okay. Combate Americas was this weekend as well. It was. Our boy, uh, our boy Ghost Pepper had a great fucking fight. He he ended up losing, I believe it was a unanimous decision. Um, but, yeah, the, the Combate Americas, I only saw his fight. I didn't get to see the whole card, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't on DAZN. I don't know, for some reason, they didn't have it on DAZN this time, but... Um, 
Yeah, Camel McLaurin is their uh, is their CEO, and he's been a he's been a really cool guy about communicating with us. We're hoping to get him on the show here in the next few weeks. One of the original founders for this is a fun fact for who think it's only from the Gracies. One of their founders of the original UFC, Campbell McLaurin, who is now the CEO of Combate Americas. He's a Scotsman, but his Spanish is actually coming along. He's been he's been studying, I think. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna be able to get him on the show here in the not too distant future. So really, really looking forward to that. Again, that's a really cool promotion. Um, Combate Americas, like I said, our boy Ghost Pepper lost, but you know, it is what it is. You gotta you gotta take some L's sometimes. And he had a great performance. It was a really fun fight. It was a journey, it was a roller coaster, it was awesome. So if you have time on one night and you got the and you have the channels to watch it, I know it was on, I believe it was on Univision. Uh-huh. Uh, check check out Combate Americas is awesome. Telemundo, and I know it's not on Telemundo. I do know that the Tito Ortiz and Alberto Del Rio fight is coming up fairly soon, so I, that's probably going to be their biggest one to date. So yeah, definitely check them out. Their 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 production value is high. They've got really good fighters in the lower weight classes. It's really fun. So yeah, give do yourself a favor as an MMA fan. Check out Combate Americas and Mr. McLaurin. We hope to be talking to you soon. Now. Let's move forward to next weekend's UFC Copenhagen. I'm gonna learn how to speak Russian. It's I can teach you a few things. I like Spasiba. That means thank you. They know N- that word. Net. <laughs> Net means no. Da they means also, yes. They also know those words. <laughs> yes. I thought they just do things. Yosibias <laughs> means for me. That so yeah, I know right. a few things. Yeah, I want to learn it because like if you ever like. Like, listen to the full Russians. Like, it just sounds like. The full Russians, not the half Russians. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The half breeds. Like, like full on, like, like somebody from, like, like uh, who am I trying to think of? Give me a second. I, I, I lost him. I lost him. <clears throat> Sometimes the essence just says things and then makes a look after I call him out. It just kills me, man. I knew oh, what I meant in my God head. God bless you. I knew dude. what I meant in my head by it. Whew. But nobody else said this is what I mean. <laughs> I meant like somebody who learned Russian that already spoke a different language. That way, like, because like they're not going to have like that actual like accent behind it, I guess. Right, right. The inflections. Yeah, exactly. Compared to an actual person from Russia speaking Russian. So you want to learn American Russian? I want to learn. I want to fucking learn Russian. Oh, you want to learn actual born yeah. and raised in Russia version of I Russian? I want to like 15, 20 plus years of me speaking it. That way, like if I start speaking, they're like, whoa, that guy speaks Russian. You got a lot to learn, my man. I hope you get cracking on the book soon. There's a big language there. Yeah. So that, that, <laughs> that, that, um, that, that's for my facts, like fascination for being like in that culture right now i'll probably mm-hmm. end up switching it yeah you probably will so but as of right now because you know like, like a month ago it was all about british culture i'm still and about Brit- i'm still about british culture this right here copenhagen's gonna bring it back to british culture <laughs> that's not british well it whatever the fuck what is, what would you call uh i'm having a show be, that would be eastern european yeah, and eastern or, european culture it, it, i think you can even consider denmark scandinavian i believe eastern european scandinavian british <laughs> whatever the fuck all right Denmark, fucking the UK, fucking oh, Poland, man. Switzerland, yep. fucking all Scotland, yep. all that shit. That'd be UK. All, okay, all that shit. Every single thing over there. So just, you just say Europe. Just say European. European. Okay. Yeah, that encompasses all of it. Then you know, I'm really it. glad that every one of you got to witness this right now because right now I feel like a fucking toddler. <laughs> did you? Did you know what though? I think I think that's okay because I think it kind of evens us out because. uh 
Jeff said I'm about to be at his house at like 11:40, and so I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I pull up to the crib about 11:50. I sit out in front until 11:30. So I felt like the kid whose parents forgot to pick them up after soccer practice. Yep. Because I was just sitting right out in front of Jeff's house on the stoop. Like my parents didn't love me enough to pick me up. On time. You know whose parents didn't love them enough? Yeah, this guy. Oh, come on. That's not then, true. Yeah, that's not. My mom, um, my so, mom. yeah. So now I think we're even out. I didn't mean to make you feel like a toddler. I was just trying to help you understand. No, so the, you these people are going to think I'm a toddler because <laughs> they're like, this dumbass doesn't know anything. I'm like, I thought fucking North that Dakota. That is not true. They will not think that. I would anyway. just clarify. <laughs> Anyways. This whole card, by the way. Oh, my goodness. This whole card is low-key a really good card. This is a good card. We were talking about this before. Really People aren't giving it much fucking stock, but this is a fucking interesting card. You know why I say that? Because every single fight, except for maybe one fight, has a fighter that I'm actually intrigued to watch. Yeah. So. And these are pretty even matchups, you know what I mean? Like, yep. So, skill-wise, to, to skill-wise, these are pretty close matchups. It is. So, uh, I'll... I'll <coughs> We'll, we'll like list all the all of them off. Sorry. And uh but the main ones, I obviously there's a few on here that I really want to talk about and there's a few that you probably want to talk about. So the first one I really want to talk about is actually the first bout of the night and that's Jack Shore versus uh Nolene Hernandez. Jack Shore being, you know, former uh Bantamweight champion from Cage Warriors, got signed, um undefeated. I believe both fighters are undefeated actually. Um really tall, lengthy um he is from Wales, mm-hmm. and he's really good. He's a really good submission expert. So, okay, I've uh, heard you talk about him before. I I, I've never seen him. Him, Nathaniel Wood. Yeah, um, the, they have really good bantamweights. Well, they have really good small fighters over there. But uh, I like Jack Shore. I think he wins this fight. I think it'll be a decision fight, uh, victory. But I, I think he ends up winning. So I like that. And then the next fight is also a super interesting fight. Mark Casey versus Lando Venet. Oh fuck yeah, dude! You talk about that's that's the violence fight of the night. At least one of them. You that, know what that, I mean? That is the violent fight of the night. Right yeah, Jacasey, we all know, uh, is a son of a bitch stud. Uh, he he is a come forward, throw real hard, look to take you down, slam you. And Lando Venetta, you know, from the moment he stepped up to fight Tony Ferguson that time on short notice, yeah. uh, what a stud. You know what I mean? And he is a fun, exciting fighter. Doesn't give a fuck. They're both kind of cut from that cloth. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to come throw and, and I'm going to come forward and throw. I, I really like this fight. I don't even have a pick for it. I, I want it to be a, I don't know. Uh, I'll say Leno Vanetta by split decision. I think it's going to be that close. Yeah. I, I, if Jacasey comes out like he did last time, I think Jacasey takes it, but mm-hmm. it all depends on what camp he's at right now. Um, my money would be more on Lando, though. Just know. Lando's been had bigger fights, and he's had a higher level of competition just than Jacasey has as of right now. You know what I mean? But yeah. no one, none, neither of us will be surprised if Jacasey comes out and wins. But if I have to pick, I'm going Lando Venata. Yeah, if that's me. Dude, okay. You want to hear something super funny before we keep going? I, of course I do. So United World Wrestling finally posted the uh, crown uh, champions from the freestyle. And so obviously Russia has a lot of them. So 57 kilogram was Zavor. Yugiev. Okay. Okay. The next guy from Russia. Uh, no, Georgia. My bad. It's Becca Lomtadze, whatever the fuck. Then the guy from Russia is, uh, where, they, where did it go? 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 Right here. 70 kilogram. David. <laughs> Baev. How the fuck? I don't know, man. Well, look at the only other example I can think of is like Petra Yan. 
it's like Peter Yan. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like really, you have these really long, difficult no, to no, say I mean, no, names. No, it's literally just David, though. Like, oh, he doesn't even have a last name. No, no, it's Bayev. Oh. Because beforehand, the guy before him is Godzimrad Rashidov. Yeah. So there's no way his name's super long because they're gonna put it on there. <laughs> this dude's name is da- there's just no Dave. Way, there's no way he's from fucking like he had to have been like born somewhere else. Anyways, ne- on to the next one. On um, to the next one. Macy Chiasson versus uh, Lena Landsberg. It's actually a really good, interesting matchup as well. What um, are they at? Are they at 35 or are they at 25? 35. Okay, yeah, I've seen Landsberg fight several times. I don't know the other kid very well. I'm going to say Landsberg by unanimous decision. More than likely, that's what will happen. So, um, and the next one, oh, Brandon Davis is moving up to featherweight. Again. Is he really? Yep. Oh, so, good for him. Uh, he's fighting Giga Chickazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzazzaz
respect these names. It's all you, man. Respect these names. Respect um, this house. Okay, so this guy that he's fighting obviously has no height. He's a silhouette. They didn't even have a picture of this this nope. gentleman. They don't have his height, his weight, his reach, his leg reach, his country. Nothing cool. Um, he's a bit of a mystery. He's a he's a riddle. Fuck it, I'll go with the mystery then. Oh uh, yeah, well it's hard. Yeah, I'll go with the mystery too. I'll say mystery. I'm not making a call on what. Yep. <laughs> but I'll go with the mystery. Don't guy. worry, dude. We got another mystery right here. Mystery man. Oh, we got two mystery men on this card. Look at that. Yep. So we got uh, we got John Phillips, which is he's a G. I love John Phillips against Allen. Again, another weird name for having a Russian last name. Amadovsky. Okay. Uh. Oh no, my bad. He's not from. He's he's uh. They have his country down. That's weird. Uh, Macedonia. Oh, okay. Macedonia, that's like by Yugoslavia and yep. Serbia. So I'm going to go with John Phillips on this one. Yeah, me too, just because I've actually seen him fight before, so I have some, yep. I have some reference point on it. Yep. Now, this is, a, this is an interesting fight for Nicholas Dalby, who's coming back Fuck in. Fuck that. I'm Cowboy Oliveira all day, brah. Okay. Um, <laughs> coming out of Cage Warriors, he had a very tentative stint in the UFC where he went like, he like won one, lost one, and drawed three. Yeah. Or some dumb shit like that, which I dude, why is the UFC putting their weird ass records up like this? Like he has more Oh my god, give me a second. I'm about to fucking eat. So the long for the long story short is this. Nicholas Dalby is fighting Charles Cowboy Oliveira, who is one of my most favorite fighters. Um Cowboy Oliveira is a great Muay Thai practitioner. He is a fun guy to watch. He, you know what? When you get him on the ground, he has a, he really will threaten with submissions. He's a he's a very long, tall guy for the division. Uh, I love Cowboy Oliveira. He's been in some pretty high level fights. The Cowboy versus Cowboy one comes to mind. It was a great back and forth. I'm going Cowboy Oliveira by Dolby's tough. I'm going to go Cowboy Oliveira by third round TKO against the cage to be a little bit more specific. Okay. So Neither knees or elbows. I'm guessing. Nicholas Dalby's actually seventeen three and one. While on the UFC's thing, they have him as fourteen two and one. Okay. So get your fucking shit together. Um, I have Nicholas Dalby winning this fight. Yeah, I like when we have a disagreement on some of these. That's and, fun. Uh, like I said, I think I think his his stint <coughs> that he had in the UFC, um, didn't really show his performance like how he he actually fights. Um, obviously drawn Darren Till. That was like his first fight. It's a tough go. It's a tough go to start out with Darren Till. Yeah, but ended up having a draw with him. It was a really good back and forth fight. Um, Cage Warriors. He went undefeated. His last fight in Cage Warriors. He was winning. He was winning the fight, but it didn't go long enough into the uh, into the fight to say uh, when they called it off because that was that blood death. Thing. Right. So it had to be a no contest as no opposed contest. to yep. they could yep. give somebody the TKO yep. victory because it wasn't deep so enough. He was he was winning it. Um, they were actually anticipating. The UFC to sign both him and Ross. Uh, oh my God, like Ross Houston. Um, so though they could have the rematch in the UFC, but they mm-hmm. never they never signed Ross Houston. Hmm. Um, they signed Dolby, and I think he's I think he's back. You know, with the vengeance. I I love again. I love European fighters. Um, I think he gets a second or third round TKO. I love British. <laughs> he's not. A, he's not even from. Fucking, he's from I think he's from Wales, right? No, he's from Denmark. Oh, is he? Yeah. So, so he's Danish. Yeah. Dana, Dana White. He's Dana White. Dana Plato, and then uh, Dana Holgerson. Yeah, that's all the Danas I got. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, ran the, I ran out of Dana. Oh, uh, Dana. There was a Dana in the NBA. What the fuck was his name? Dana something. I don't know. Fuck it. Anybody then, who listens to this, give me a hit us up on Twitter. Let me know. Yeah. 
So in the next fight is OSP versus Michael. El I'm not even gonna fucking pronounce it. It's Olek Sturjuk. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. But um, love OSP. I'm going OSP. Uh, second round TKO. I'm gonna go with OSP. I I'm assuming by looking at this Michael guy's record, I haven't really looked into his background. Thirteen and two. He's probably fought um okay competition i think that this skip this is a pretty big osp is a huge step up for anyone who hasn't fought anybody and they think like oh he's a good gatekeeper no osp is one of those guys like if you beat him like all right you deserve a title shot he's one of those boys so i have osp um tko second round and then you have this is an interesting one too ian cutalaba Versus Khalil Roundtree Jr. I think it's Ian. I think that's how they say it. And I'll say, uh, I'll say Ian. He's the one who lost to Glover Teixeira. Yep. And I don't like him, Ian, because he was disrespectful to Glover. And Khalil Roundtree looks like a fucking tank as of late. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he's got a real spark under his ass. He, he dude how fast he is for as big and strong as he is, is ridiculous. So I definitely think Khalil Roundtree is a fringe contender. And I think this puts him in a position to get a top 10 fight after this. So I definitely know the stakes are higher for him. I'm going with Khalil Roundtree first round stoppage of Kutalaba. I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to agree with that completely. Dope. Cause I like Khalil Roundtree too. And also I like him cause he listens to like, like knock loose and like a bunch of hardcore bands. Yeah, he's a skater guy, dude. He was a big skater uh growing up, big yeah, skateboarder. Guy. And then the next fight, uh this is a late replacement. I forgot who Gilbert Burns replaced, but he's uh fighting Gunnar Nelson, which should be intriguing because Gilbert Burns is typically a fifty five but he's moving up to seventy. Um both grapplers, so this is a tough one. For me. It is a tough one. I, again, I think they're going to negate. They're both really good on the ground, obviously. But watching how Leon Edwards did, uh, got a gun. Yeah, beat yeah. up, beat up Gunner on the ground. <laughs> again, I think I think they're very similarly matched. I think Gunner is a tad better on the ground, but I also think that the move up in weight is a big deal. Yeah, I know Gunny is a he's a big seventy. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go with Gunner Nelson by third round rear naked choke. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Um, it doesn't have heads or tails. But, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Gunner with uh, unanimous decision. Okay, that's what I'll do. That seems about right. Hey, look, we have another mystery man in the next one. Jeez, I'm crow. So here's the thing, folks. The Essence has this big, beautiful computer. Well, I think it's his roommate Eli's, but we use it for all of our shows, right? To, to look up stuff and to make sure we're giving you the best and most accurate information that we possibly can, and. We, we use this and we bring up, so they have the guys that are side by side, kind of a tale of the tape, if you will. The UFC is the biggest MMA organization in the world. You're telling me they can't fucking find one picture of a guy that's on their fucking card to put on this? It's ridiculous. That's the third silhouette that we've seen by pulling it up. I know amateur fighters who are 0-2 who live in nowhere, Arkansas, who have entire bios, you know what I mean, on topology, where you can, you know, see all their stats. This is the UFC. There is no excuse in your technology department or your social media department for not having at least a solid picture of whoever's fighting on your fucking card. That was my piece on that. Apologize for the interruption. Take it away, Essence. Not gonna lie. Tapology is the shit, though. Faux real. Because, look. Now I know who Mark Manson is. You know who is? Now I know who Mark Manson is right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who's fighting. 
Yep. We were like, just talking about they don't have a picture of. Oh, actually, I'm going to look him up. Because uh, out of what I know, they call him the Olympian, so he must have won a medal. I would hope so. If his nickname is the Olympian, I would hope he at least would have medaled. Help, help me with this. Is it, it's Mark Madsen? Is that really his name? Yeah, Mark Madsen. Because there was a Mark Madsen who played in the NBA, and he was a standout for Stanford who played... Uh... That, that came up, too. Yeah. Oh, did it? Okay. Um, let me see. He's, a, <coughs> oh, he's an Olympic silver medalist and four-time medalist at World Wrestling Championships. Uh, he is from Denmark. Okay. So he's a hometown guy. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with him. I'm not going to lie. I don't... I've, yeah. never, I've never really watched Danilo Bellarado. <laughs> I'm saying these names like I'm literally Bellarado. Bellarado. See, that sounds like a song lyric. Bellarado. Yeah, Bellarado. <laughs> um, I think that's how you would say. It. But yeah, I have Mark Madsen one. Yeah, how the fuck can they like literally? Tapology. Shout out to Tapology, by the yeah, way. Yeah, really, absolutely. Shout out to Tapology. Because also, they're way better than Sure Dog. Sure Dog. Oh is, yeah. Yeah, they do not update their shit at all. No, there's a picture of Caitlyn. I'm sorry. There's like a, like oh, I don't want to get into it. But yeah, let's just keep it at that. Tapology yeah. is the new preeminent fucking, uh, re, you know, records, uh, information gathering on fighters and fights. Dude, they, they they do rankings for like KSW, Cage War. Like they do all the rankings. I will say though, and this is something I'll talk about in a second. On like, look, they give you like Europe Nordic, like the region that they're from. It's fucking dope. Yeah, it's dope. All right, you're doing a great job over there, boys. Yeah, keep going. And then, so yeah, I got Mark Madsen. I'll go with like. I'll go with Madsen too, just because fuck, we'd spend all that time looking him up and yeah. checking him out. He's I'll, a silver medalist. Second or third round uh, stop. It. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say uh, uh, unanimous decision. Okay. And then the next fight, the main event, uh, Jared Cannonier versus Jack Hermanson. Um, Jack Hermanson blew up on the scene. Sure did. Because of his fight against Jacques de Souza, which he absolutely dominated. Yes. Um, from bell to bell. Um, proved that he wasn't afraid to go to the ground with him, with one of the scariest grapplers in the middleweight division. Ever. And, uh, he looked crisp. He looked fresh in that fight. Um, was it a short notice fight for him, too? I don't remember. I remember we watched it, was, it here. It, it was because he was supposed to fight Yoel. Okay. Uh, but it was like a month notice. Okay. Because you all got injured. So it was short notice. He didn't get a full camp, but at least he got something of a yep. camp. And uh, I, I like the guy. He he looked really good. He looked crisp clean. He looked like he was in there to fight. Um, Jerry Cannonier, you know, being a heavyweight back in the greatest fighting organization. In the Alaskan fight. Fighting Championship. Planet. Shout out. Um, used to be a heavyweight, ended up going a light heavyweight, and somehow makes 85, and he's cut. Jeez, he's a um, and he hits like a fucking yep. truck. And now I will say, um, obviously we've just we've discussed the whole age thing. Age doesn't matter; it depends on who you are. Look at you, Romero. Yeah, um, it all depends on who you are. It's the miles, he, not the age. Exactly. He uh, he doesn't have many miles on him. He is older, and yeah, and, you know, I yeah. think he's like thirty-seven, I believe. Um, but here's the thing: we haven't seen him tested yet. I I will say I I don't count. Even Anderson didn't really test him because he got hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? So with, with that check, so yeah. um. I, I don't know. I think this is, I think this is a fantastic matchup to prove two one of two things for both fighters. Are they ready? Yeah. Um. They're they're both caliber. I think whoever wins this fight, they're definitely going to get a really good name after this. Um. I, I'm intrigued to see this. I think it's going to be a really interesting fight, though. Um. I have Jack Hermanson winning. I think the longer it goes, obviously the advantage is to Hermanson. Yep. The if Cannonier can catch him early, which he can. Yep. If Canadier can catch him early, I think he can stop it early. I just think the if I have to use my pick to uh, be as analytical as I possibly can, I would think it would be Hermanson by, I'm going to say unanimous decision, but I'm not going to be surprised for a fucking second if Canadier doesn't 
crack him enough hard enough early and put him away. But if I had to lean towards, I'm going to say Hermanson by UD. Yeah, I, I have Hermanson by um, I, it's either going to be unanimous decision or he might get like a late submission. Okay. Um, but I like I, said, I think it's actually be a really good technical fight. I'm being completely honest. I think it's going to be fantastic. All right. So that's our look ahead to UFC Copenhagen. Uh, we do want to finish with a little bit of like, uh, I don't know, editorial or whatever you want to talk about. But um, my piece is going to be about why. Oh, Jeff gave me the old one finger. There's there's other things going on next weekend, too. Sure. Uh, let me let me wrap up with the LFA thing and then we'll, we'll oh, take yeah, it over it, to you. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, for someone who's been such a super long-time fan of both the LFA and the RFA and CES, uh, having these regional promotions be have a platform on television, on national television, on Access TV, has been great over the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years, whatever it's been. Um, I remember it used to be called HDNet before it became Access TV, but it's had fights the entirety of my understanding of it being in existence, right? LFA is what the RFA and the LFA combined to make the LFA, the Legacy Fighting Alliance, has been carried on Friday nights on Access for a long time. It is really well done. Pat Militich, Ron Kruk, Phoenix Carnivale are your uh, people who call the fights and who do the interviews. Uh, you have some great up-and-comers you get to see you know, on their come-up. You know what I mean? Uh, Cringy Cejudo, I've seen on there. Fucking you know, Hot Balls Lewis, I've seen on there. Holly Holm. I mean, just tons and tons of, uh, of champions and contenders have come through the LFA. And Access TV has dropped their coverage of LFA. I do know that the company, the parent company that owns TNA Impact Wrestling or Impact Wrestling, whatever they call it now, yep. they're the ones who bought Access, right? Uh -huh. So the 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 thing that I've read about and seen and heard is that they're going to try to make it a more pro wrestling uh, network than MMA, okay. which it, it just really, really hurts. It hurts the MMA world. It hurts the guys who are still working as mechanics and Walmart baggers and whatever the fuck else trying to make ends meet, being able to be on national TV, getting their, getting their shine, uh, helping to get them sponsors. There's really a trickle down effect that not many people are talking about. Not many people are addressing. It, it really, really hurts the sport. I am really disappointed in you access TV. Uh, that was really the, I think it was the wrong move. I loved Friday nights being able to count on Jeff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of course we look forward to the UFC and the big boxing matches. But those are always on Saturdays, right? The LFA on Fridays was your, your appetizer, you know, your warm up, the one that really got things, the ball rolling for the combat sports weekend. And now that's gone and it's really disappointing. So I, I gosh, I just fingers crossed that the LFA can find somewhere else to land that has national TV coverage, whether it's pop or one of these more obscure channels. I don't care. We're going to find it. Us as MMA fans, as combat sports fans, we will seek it out and find it. I really hope you land somewhere. Axis TV, real, real, real bad move dropping that. That's yeah. all I got to say on that. Yeah, it was a terrible move. Um, like you said, and even if like the zone or um, UFC fight, I, I, like I said, I, I guarantee UFC fight pass will probably end up picking it up. Or or even the zone, like I said, but I, I don't I don't know of any like I guess broadcast like uh, cable wise television networks that would pick it up. I hope they do because, like I said, I enjoyed being able to actually just click on that and not have a fucking subscription and be able to watch it. Right, there um, needs to be some non-streaming fights that you could watch because there's already a million things on streaming. But you guess what, dude? Yep. Seventy-eight percent at last time I checked of houses in America don't have a streaming service. Nope, they just have TV. Right. Yep. So put it on fucking TV. Yeah. So there, there's like I said, I, I, th I hope Access maybe realizes this in the next, you know, six months or so, and then free up a contract and they bring it back. 
But yeah, they they don't fucked up. They don't fucked up pretty bad. But it, this is what I this is what I was gonna say. So Tapology does do one thing fucking stupid, and it's that their it's their ranking systems. What's that? What What do you mean? You want to see what their featherweight rankings are? Sure. Is? Here's their enlighten first. me. Okay, I'm gonna go from top five to number one. All okay. right. Tabs <laughs> were looking real serious. Right. At me. He gave me the meth addict eyes just ready? a minute ago. Yeah, I'm ready. So number five is the beat Magomed Sharipov. I mm-hmm. can agree with. Mm-hmm. Number four is Jose Aldo. All right, I agree with that. Three is Max Holloway. At 145. I'm not done yet. Two is Brian Ortega, and one is Alex Volganowski. Did they not watch, first of all, the Ortega-Max Holloway fight? That's A. Did they not watch that? I don't know. And then B, Volkanovski, who's never fought for a fucking title, and Max is the champion. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, so that, I have to take it back. Some of the praise I just gave to Apology. <laughs> that's the one thing I have. Like, granted. I want to. I want to discuss. <coughs> I want to have a conversation with the person, like the person or people who do this. I want to see what their what their reasoning behind that is. I want to see. I want to know. I want to know. Is it because Max lost at fifty five? Is that because? Is that why? Because that's going to that's going to affect your ranking at your actual natural weight class. That's mm. dumb. But yeah. So um, yeah, dumb. I will say though, I'm really excited that Volkanovski and Holloway did get announced officially for fuck U- yeah, December. Yep, for December fourteenth. So that's that's interesting. So yeah, that's the only thing I ha- that's the only beef I have with that. So Got uh, it. other than that typology, I love you guys with the passion. So now next week also you have uh, two Bellator cards. We're not going to talk about the Ireland card because fuck James Gallagher. Um, that's for real. Two, that's Bellator 227. 228, however, has all the other fe- featherweight Grand Prix, which also I want to discuss how fucking dope that is. That after the uh, what is it? The four remaining fights, right? Yeah, four remaining yeah. fights in the featherweight. They're doing a unanimous random draw of uh, the the eight semifinal. No, not semifinal. The quarterfinal, right? Is that quarter? If it was eight out of a four, it was a. How many guys started? It's, it's 16-man tournament. Yeah, 16. So if it's if there's four left or there's eight left? There's eight left. Quarterfinal. Yes. Yeah, okay. So in the quarterfinal, they do a... Because that'll be semifinals, the next round, and then the finals. Yep. So quarterfinal, uh, all eight people will have a random draw. So you don't know who's going to fucking... You, so, like, you know how they had it originally where you're like, oh, well, this person's going to fight that. Like, how they did in the heavyweight Grand Prix? Yeah, and like like the fucking NCAA championship. You know, you're seated and then you fucking fight to the middle. Yep. So that that's not like that. So who, who, say, for instance, you know, Archuleta beats Patricio Pitbull, which I think he does. Me too! So um, he will get a random draw and he gets that. And then whoever gets the draw that's under that name is the person who fights him. I fucking love that. Yeah, that makes it a lot more exciting. Yep. So I, I think that's interesting. I think that's super dope. Yeah. Um. Other than that, yeah, dude. There's uh. I'm not gonna go over everything on that entire card, but we'll go with uh. We'll go with the main uh. Featherweight. So you got AJ McKee versus Georgie. What? How do you pronounce Georgie's last name? Karakanyan. Yeah, Karahanyan. Karahanyan. There we go. And uh, I have AJ McKee winning that one. I think AJ McKee wins. I was gonna say, but AJ is your guy to win the whole thing, and yeah. my guy's Archuleta. Yeah, uh, I would like to see Archuleta win it, but I, like I said, I uh, I think AJ McKee does. For He's a bad um, man. Daniel Weichel versus Weichel, Vichel versus <laughs> Saul Rogers. Um, That's Weichel all day for me. Yeah, I got Weichel with that one. Darian Caldwell versus Henry Corrales. I have Henry Corrales. Yeah, I fucking can't stand Darian Caldwell. I was a fan of him when I started to, but his whole thing with Horiguchi, just I'm the, ch- I'm the champion. Yeah, you you really fucking lost a yeah. couple fans in, in the CS101 crew, so I'm definitely going with the guy. Who's the other guy? 
Uh, Henrik Corrales. I'm definitely the going guy, with Henrik The guy Corrales. who merged Aaron Pico. Yeah, I'm going with Corrales. Yeah, um, and then you have the rematch of Gegard Mousasi versus Yoda Machida. I have Gegard winning, but after watching Gegard and Rafael Lovato, knowing that he doesn't like like fighting. He doesn't want to fight anymore, dude. And, and Machida is hanging on by a thread with his age and with the damage he's taking. So I got to go with Machida, too. I think Gegard oh, is no, checked that's, out. We switch. Uh, granted, you got Machida. I want I have Masasi, but I don't like taking him because of the reasons why I just, okay. we just said. I got I got I got the dragon on yep. this one. Yeah, you're good. So uh I got I got Masasi. Great. I got I got the I got big dick moose. So <laughs> you ever hear about that dude? Of course. Uh, yeah, you I and like, I talked yeah, about yeah. this before. In case anyone wants to know, I guess Gagar Masasi has a fucking <laughs> moose between He's them. A, he is a tripod of a human being from yeah. over here. Yeah, he has to like if he has to cut three pounds, he just can just take his dick off. <laughs> That's three pounds. That right sounds like fun. But uh, and then you have Juan Archuleta versus Patricio Pitbull. Like I said, both of us. Juan for me. Juan. We both have Juan, and this has there. There's no animosity built up in this, which is really funny because I thought there was going to be because Juan Archuleta's main training partner is T.J. Dillashaw. Patricio Pitbull's head coach is Eric Albarison, who is Henry Cejudo's head coach. I thought there was going to be some beef there. There's not. Whatever. It's going to be a good fight though. So I have Juan Archuleta winning. Yeah. And then um, and then we have Sean Porter. Errol Spence Jr. We do. Um, Sean Porter is a phenomenal fighter. I like everything about him. Uh, he, again, he's he's fighting the wrong guy at the wrong time. I think Errol Spence is fighting on all cylinders. Errol Spence is taller, longer, faster, and he doesn't hit as hard. Porter hits actually harder, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spence is just just a little bit too much for him. Uh, we've seen Porter fall short when he's at the highest, the high levels. I do think the size and the speed is going to be the difference. I'm going to go Errol Spence by unanimous decision. And then finally, we've been talking about it for months. Can we finally get the fucking Errol Spence, Bud Crawford site find the site site find fight signed and see these two studs get after it. I've also got Bud Crawford winning that fight. So I'm going Errol Spence unanimous decision over Sean Porter yeah. on Saturday. I have, I have Errol Spence. It's going to be, it's going to be competitive. No, no doubt. But I think Errol Spence is going to, especially after like the fourth round, I think he's just going to take off with it. I um, think Spence is going to, I think Porter's going to have his moments, Yeah, but I think Spence is going to control the vast majority of the fight. Yeah. And then, like you said, um, I, I think after watching what <clears> happened, in the Tyson Fury fight where he gets that cut and all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, if, if they get stopped, Tyson Fury loses, yeah. right? You have all these money fights that you guys have set up and you're like, oh, well, we're just going to put these wash. First off, you're not putting wash people in there with them. These people are 28 and one. They're fucking 30, you know, like these are up and comers that, oh, you just gave them the opportunity. Like Andy Ruiz, you gave him the opportunity. And what did he do? He took it. So stop, stop pitter pattering around the fucking idea of these suit, like these mega fights. And just do them. Just do right. them. Just do them. That, that's it. That's literally do them. I, there's one fight, and we're going to wrap up after this, obviously, is Loma versus Javante Davis. I really want that fight. Of course. I really want you that fight. You and the whole fight. rest of the boxing world, for sure, of course. I don't know if it's going to happen soon or if it's going to happen down the road, but yes, those two are on a collision course, and they mm-hmm. need to scrap. Yeah, so that's uh, that's that's it for next weekend, though. Like I said, there's a decent amount of... Lots of fights next weekend. So yeah, it'll be awesome. Actually, I'm gonna miss a lot of the Saturday ones because I'm gonna be a, uh, at a wedding of our teammate Caitlin. So shout out Caitlin and Ruth for your upcoming nuptials. Uh, we're looking forward to that. But I'm gonna catch everything on the DVR that I can. Yep. Um, I want to give a few shout outs uh, to our Twitter family, our Twitter familia, if you will. Um, of course, our our sister in podcasting, Ashley the MMA nerd, who had an outstanding show she put out the other day. It was it was insightful. It was 
spot on. There was lots of humor. It was great. I can never say enough good words about her. Ashley, them emerged so good. And one of our newer Twitter homies is the Fighting With Myself podcast, Aaron, from over there in New Jersey. Uh, his show is phenomenal as well. He The thing that sets him apart the most, I think, is he sings a lot. Like, he, he, he sings this Friends jingle that's UFC-themed. Um, he is really entertaining. He's really smart. We are we are big fans of your show, Aaron. We are definitely looking forward to, well, I'm not going to reveal it now, but we do have something in the works, I think, for a little bit down the road. Uh, so really, everybody, give Ashley the MMA nerd a shout-out. Give her a listen, excuse me. Give Aaron at Fighting With Myself podcast. Give those guys a listen. They are so, so good good um i also want to thank always uh as shay my name i am shannon though for being such a great content provider on twitter and you know liking our stuff and really being uh you know being 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 on our team really appreciate it and the uh, couple new fans from this week or a couple new friends is unsolicited fight picks uh dude you have really you shouted out the show on twitter several times you said how much you liked it and gosh we just love love hearing that from people we love the feedback so again unsolicited fight picks you are a boy we really appreciate it dude and then last night lastly i talked to uh my guy marquise johns so marquise is at weak sauce radio at weak sauce radio or weak saucer Yo, it's a week sauce. Week sauce radio. Marquise Johns, uh, you're, you're one of my new boxing homies. I really appreciate uh, the go back and forth that we had last night. Uh, yeah, dude, we really, really appreciate your guys' support. We love this Twitter family that we have found. The MMA Twitter community has just been great. It's really fun to share ideas, uh, try to, you know, get, see things from different perspectives. We really, really appreciate that. So, yes, to all of our new friends and fans we are meeting on there, we love you guys. Yeah, also just to let everyone know on Twitter, I love all of you guys as well, but that's the Rhino's uh, little baby over there. So if you don't, you the one tweet I had in the like last three months was the one where I was the uh, Masvidal. Charlie Sheen yeah. trying to knock down the boner. Yeah, that was me. All right. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I do love and appreciate all of you guys as well. I just, I, I typically stay away from Twitter universe because I have this thing called a attitude. Yes, he does. And I cannot portray that online. So, no, no, it's a, it's a, I'm the I'm the better choice to, to yeah. be more even keel to be uh, so, our yeah. Twitter guy. But yeah. we uh, we definitely once again, we are so, so, so appreciative for the people that we are uh, getting to support us and put the word out there. So, yeah, Jeff, we're going to get the uh, show out today yeah. and we're going to get it up tonight. And I'm going to be sending it to a whole bunch of our Twitter friends and I uh, hope everybody shares it and really enjoys it. And once again, a uh, quick shout out to uh, Ashley, the MMA nerd and Aaron with the Fighting With Myself podcast and Unsolicited Fight Picks. Love, love, love you guys. Yeah, and on that note, cheer! Yeah.